Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. How many feel the glory of God and the presence of God in this place? Would you thank Him for what we feel? I thank you for what we feel. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Somebody say, praise the Lord. If you were to grab your Bibles with me tonight and turn to the book of Luke, the book of Luke chapter 17, reading with verse 11. Also, at some point, we will be looking in the second Samuel chapter six. But what a blessing it is to feel the presence, uh, the presence of God, amen. Hallelujah. Um, it's good to see the Krause family here tonight going their way to nationals and stopping by Zanesville for Bible quizzing. And uh, we do want to pray over all of our quizzers that are going to nationals, taking the trip to, um, to St. Louis area. We want to pray that God's hand would be upon them. Can you say amen? And so we will be praying. And uh, all those that are dealing with sickness, I know there's a lot of sickness going on right now. We want to pray for all of those as well. But tonight I feel like we need to remind, be reminded of who we are in the Lord and everything that He's done for us. He's been good to me. There were multiple people that were healed on, in the Sunday service. I had people told me they had back pain. They felt a pop in their back. One person told me, said, as soon as you spoke the name of Jesus, I felt a pop in my back. And God healed me instantly. Amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. All those that are watching online tonight, we pray that you're well and that God touches you and, and uh, move of God even in your home or wherever you are at. Luke 17 and verse 11, it says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, speaking of Jesus, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. The reason he said that is because it was law. The law was if you believed you were no longer a leper, that you were to go to the priest and show them the spot. And there was a, there was a way to look at a scab with a, and, and a description of the wound. And if it looked a certain way, then it was the priest who diagnosed you as a leper could diagnose you as being cleansed from leprosy. So Jesus, in his writing, uh, in his speaking, he was actually fulfilling the law when they, when they were saying, have mercy on us. He just said, go show yourselves unto the priest. They knew what he was saying. Because if I'm going to go to the priest, I believe I've been healed of leprosy. Woo. No reason to go to the, to the priest as a leper unless you believe you've been healed. My goodness. And so he understood the law. They understood the law. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Isn't that amazing? They were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was what? Healed. See, to be healed of leprosy, you've got to be cleansed of it. You've got to be cleansed because it's a type of sin. How many know that? 
a typology of sin. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a quiet, meek voice. Couldn't hear him. He was whispering, wasn't he? No, he wasn't whispering. With a loud voice, glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where were the nine? There are not found that return to give, there, there are not found to give, to return to give glory to God. Say this stranger. He said unto him, arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Somebody say whole. Ten were cleansed, healed, but only one was made completely whole. What that meant, if he had tore his ear off, his lepers would, their nose, their, their hands, their feet, their toes, that they, they would have walked away with no leprosy, could have been approved and re-diagnosed by the priest. They could go back to their families. But one went back and there was no evidence he had ever had leprosy. His fingers would have grown. His toes would have grown. His ear, his nose. Because God not only has the ability to heal you, he can make you whole tonight. Can you, you believe that? Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. I'd like to preach for the next few minutes when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. Amen. You may be seated tonight. I've told the story before. I haven't told it in a while. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget driving down the road with my wife. We were newlyweds. And uh, while we were driving down the road, uh, I'm, I'm sometimes uh, a little slow when it comes to the air conditioner in the summer, the heat in the winter, and the windshield wipers after the rain. Um, but after the rain was done, I, my windshield wiper was just going... And my wife said, would you please turn those windshield wipers off? You know, we evangelized the first two years. We were together 24-7. And, uh, and we loved every minute of it, didn't we, Cindy? And uh, those windshield wipers are just... She said, would you please turn that windshield wipers I don't know what come over me. I just looked there and said, you'll get used to it like everything else. And uh, I, I can't remember what happened after that. I just blacked out for some reason. Uh, but the fact of the matter is you can get used to things uh, like everything else. You'll get used to it. I grew up, uh, we, dad bought an old building, uh, an old schoolhouse, started a church back in 1990. And it, it seemed like it was here to that speaker away from the railroad track. It wasn't much farther. My back wall, possibly it was from this speaker to the wall behind the building to the railroad track. That's, that's a favorable distance. And if you've never grown up around a train and you're trying to sleep at night and the train comes by, you think it's coming through the wall of your house. And I remember jumping out, out of bed and uh, every now and then that engineer would pull the whistle and blow that whistle. And he did it on purpose, come find out later after my brother got to know who he was. He'd do it on purpose, come to that little small town, waking everybody up. And when you hear a train whistle that's that far away and you didn't grow up around trains, you think it's coming through the bedroom. But you know what happened? After a few weeks, I sleep right through it because you get used to it. Oh, you really do. Can I say to you tonight that if we're not careful, we will get used to the presence of God. We will get used to the blessings of God. We'll get used to all the good things of God because how many know he, 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 he prospers us every day. He daily loadeth us with what? Everybody shout benefits. And if we're not careful that God that has been so good to us Forgiving and merciful to us, 
has blessed us and healed us and prospered our ways. And I will say to everybody in the building that there's things that you know that God has done for you, but there's also things you do not know what he's done for you. And Job wakes up one day and realizes after Satan tells the Lord, there's a hedge around about him. I can't touch anything that belongs to him. Can't touch his health. I can't touch anything that belongs to him. And he said, if you'll remove that hedge, he said, he'll curse you. If you just let me, let me take the blessings away from you, he'll curse you to your face. And uh, how many know he didn't know Job? And I don't think Job knew his hedge either. I think if you're one moment, you could open your eyes and see not only what God has done for you, but what he's kept you from every single day that you are alive. How many know we are protected by him? We are washed in his blood. There's a, a wall of fire around them that love him. Can you say amen? We have a shepherd that is a provider, that is a protector. He's also a restorer of our soul. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul and leadeth me through paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. If there's a one thing we need to be thankful for tonight is that we are not alone, but the presence of God is with us to value his presence. Amen. 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 Come up here, Brother Tyler. Come up here, Brother, Brother Gators. Run up here for a minute. There, there's, there's this verse, and, and I haven't taught this in a while, but it, it says, Yea, though walk through the valley of shadow, the alpha and the evil, for thou art with me. He said, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Come here. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He said, Thou preparest the table before me. Come here, Brother Bell. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemy. Somebody say amen. amen. So in front of me, I have a table prepared. It says, Brother, Brother Ethan and uh, Brother Greg Rose, would you run up here with me real quick? He said, goodness and mercy shall what? Shall follow me when? All the days of my life. You might walk away from God and goodness and mercy are gonna follow you. They're gonna, they're gonna follow you. That way, if you fall, if you fall, don't let me fall. If you fall, you land in goodness and mercy. God's good to you when you weren't right. Goodness came to you when you didn't do right. You know what also came to you when you went the wrong direction? The mercy of God, the, the mercy of God. When you talk about goodness of God, you're talking about the grace of God. Grace gives you what you don't deserve and mercy withholds from you what you do deserve. I don't deserve all this blessing, but by his grace and his mercy, he's given to me what I do not deserve right now. I deserve hell. I deserve sin. I deserve destruction, but he, can somebody say, he has been good to me. 
When you look over your life, you see the sins that you made, mistakes that you made, and somehow you land in the goodness and you find the mercy of God and you know right now that you shouldn't have what you have, you shouldn't be where you are, you shouldn't feel the way you feel, but you know if it hadn't been for the Lord, you wouldn't have any of it tonight. Hallelujah. Every day that I get up, this is what I'm dealing with. Come up here, Brother Spellman. Run up here with Pastor for a minute. And you've got this. What's this? Stand in front of me. I've got thy rod and thy staff. They come from me on each side of me. I've got a table in front of me. Stand right there for a minute. I've got goodness and mercy behind me. The Bible says he anoints my head with oil. Everybody take your hand, hand and just anoint yourself. Amen. Anoint yourself with oil. He's over top of me. So he's over top of he's in He's on my right, he's on my left, he's on my front and back. He's over me. And the old song, camp choir song we would do. And he's Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, we don't see these things, but they're with us. Oh, they're with us. I feel surrounded right now. I was trying to find somewhere to go. I'm surrounded. And the Bible said there's an angel that, that, that are encamped around them that fear him. Amen. You fear the Lord, you got an angel. And I want you to draw your sword. It's a flaming sword. And what that means is that angel, you're left-handed, so you go this way. <laughs> He's walking around in a circle at all times. Every day that I get up, I've got a table before me. Rod and staff to comfort me. I've got goodness and mercy behind me. And an angel that is walking with a sword in camp. It means, then camp, you study it, it means walking in a circle around me, looking north, south, east, and west of what would try to come against me. Zechariah said there's a wall of fire around them that love him. Praise God. I'm gonna preach to you tonight. Not only do I have a rod and a staff and a table and goodness and mercy all around me, I've got an angel around me. I've got a wall of fire that's around me. And Exodus 12 says, when you're washing the blood, death can't get to you because there's power. Hallelujah. I don't have to fret. I don't have to fear. I don't have to worry about tomorrow because he is with me. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall what? Dwell. Dwell. Where? In the house of the Lord. Oh, if I make it through the week. If I make it for 21 days. If I can just get through the month. Oh, no, 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 no. Amen. He has, he has preserved me in such a way. Ephesians, I believe it is, says he has sealed me with the Holy Spirit of promise. And when you realize the love of God that he has for you, he wants you to make it. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to be blessed. Come on, get up out of your despair tonight and say, God's gonna take care of me. God's gonna take care of my family. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, glory, glory, glory. And if we're not careful, we we just get used to this presence. We get, you you, you know, one time when you first came in, you you didn't know what it was and your pastor said, oh, that's an angel in your life. That's the goodness and mercy of God in your life. And and, oh, is that right? Pastor, why, why am I trembling and, why am I going to church and why am I crying? Oh, that's the Lord you feel. 
in church for 20 years. Now you don't cry and you don't tremble. And you, and you say, and you, and you say to, you, to yourself, I wish I'd stayed home tonight. I could have got so much done on this Sunday. I had a car to wash. I had grass to cut, shoes to shine. Are y'all with me right now? I'm talking about if we're not careful, we get used to things that we should be grateful for. You can get used to your spouse. You can get used to your kids. The home that you moved into that you absolutely love, now dust everywhere, and it's getting on your nerves. And uh, the car that you drive, oh, you called up your buddy, said you, gotta, you, you, sent, you sent selfie pictures of you and your car. Uh, now it looks like a pigsty. But uh, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about? We get used to things. We get used to food being at our table every day. Come on, when a third of the world is hungry, and we, we get, if we're not careful, we, that angel doesn't start. You've got to stay with me now. Every day you get up, this is what we have. This is Bible. How many believe Bible? And if we're not careful, we, we get used to it because you just get used to things that are not only bad, but you'll get used to things that are good. Come to church and no reason to praise Him, no reason to thank Him. Sing the song. They sing through three thong, song, songs and we don't even hear half the words. We just go through. Uh, can I tell you today, I don't want to ever be like the nine lepers that just went on. Oh, no. I want to run back and say, oh! Hold on a minute. I can't go back to my family yet. Haven't seen my family except through a gate in years. Haven't, haven't been to a birthday party. Haven't celebrated a happy Hanukkah. Haven't went to any, any holiday because I've been separated because of this. Here I am. And I know a lot of people wanted to return back to the things that they could return to because lepers were isolated in the colonies and separated from people. They weren't around to, to they were quarantined. But can I tell you, there was this man that said to himself, I can't go back to the normalcy of life until I first go to the one that made it possible. I gotta go thank him for his goodness. Oh, I gotta praise him. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm gonna tell you what shook my world is when new converts came in and out praised me. They out worshiped me. They out prayed me. They read their Bible through in a year before I had in 15 years of being in the church. And when I realized, I didn't know what I had. It took somebody to come to church that didn't grow up with what I'd gotten used to to let me realize you've got something special. You've got something, come on. I've got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Just like the Bible says. I don't need a drink of alcohol. I don't have to go to the crack house tonight. Amen, I don't need another relationship. I am fulfilled. I am complete in him. Oh, jump to your feet and clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. Every day this is going on to your benefit. How do you think God feels when you don't recognize it? Complain about the kingdom. Complain about people. Complain about everything around. Complain about life. Complain about politics. Complain about the economy. Rejoice over gas is 377. Amen. Who thought that was possible? Complain about gas prices. Complain about the food not being done in time when you go through a fast food restaurant because they, they're 30 seconds longer than they were the last time. If we're not careful, we develop entitlement and expectations without being appreciative of what he's done for us. I don't want not one day to go.
go through. I know I talk about my crooked feet a lot, but I don't want God to ever think that I'm not grateful of, of what he's done for me. When's the last time you talked about him forgiving you of your sins? Amen. Making a way for you to go to heaven. When's the last time you thought, I've got a mansion waiting on the other side. Oh, I've got a, I've got a place waiting on me. Somebody shout hallelujah. And it's a Wednesday night and thank you gentlemen for helping me today. Give them a hand. Don't we appreciate them? What are you saying, pastor? I'm saying we need to rejoice over the things we can't see. Can't see mercy and grace. I've never seen the blood of Jesus. Oh, but it's real to me. Sundays, Sundays, Wednesdays, you know, Sister Pam talking about Wednesdays are a resting place. They should be. Shouldn't be just another thing we mark off the box of religiosity, but, but when Sunday comes, we've got to be able to look over a week and see good things. I'm talking about it every week, but we need to get it in our spirit. Sunday should be a thing that we come to. Sunday ought to be a service we come to and say, I can't wait to get to the house of God. I'm going to sing the songs about the goodness of the Lord. Oh, I'm going to clap my hands and lift my hands. I'm talking about organic worship. Organic. Some even get excited about everything. One lady said, I get excited about nothing. That's what she told me. She said, I don't understand why y'all get so excited. I thought, you're dead. You just haven't fallen over yet. <laughs> I almost said it to her, but I was, I was young enough to say it and wise enough to not. But uh, um, she said, I don't get excited about anything. I thought, if you stepped on a hornet's nest, you'd move. I guarantee you. Yeah. I'm meddling now. presence of God when you, know what go, when you know what goes with the presence of God there's something special about the presence of God somebody recently told me they said I didn't know God until I came to the anchor recently told me they said I didn't know God until I came to the anchor they said, they said I knew of him they said but now I know him I've, over the years I've had people tell me they say, I, I feel something here what is that it's the presence of God. Could I say your worst church service is some people's best they've ever been to? Oh, for all of those that this, we're celebrating 80 years and uh, here in September, I remember preaching at Marietta Street and it was packed full of people. This was just the thought. This was purchasing the church. The church individually vowed hourly wage a week to make this building possible and they were so excited I mean it was full to the brim wasn't it brother sister Mealy full to the brim I remember preaching there were people standing by the walls they had all these people more people in there than they should have then you come to this building and I remember when I first came to this building you had so much space that the back rows were roped off when I first moved here how many remember that oh but people are so proud of the building but we can get used to it. How many know it? Just becomes another building, another obligation. What I'm preaching to you tonight, if we're not careful, that what used to be the apple of our eye just becomes something else in our life. And I'm talking about God. And this, this man, one out of ten, is not a good percentage. It's a tithe, but one out of ten shows up with a loud voice. I just got to thank you. Oh, Jesus, Master, you didn't have to. 
You know, do you realize that when I took one step toward the priest, I looked down and I could tell that I had been cleansed of leprosy. I'm healed. I just want you to know I'm thankful. I am so thankful for what you've done for me. And he falls on his face and begins to worship the Lord. I mean, he, he is, he is, he's, he's lost all really the modesty of worship, of modesty of dignity. He gets on his face and bows before him because he knows his God. It looks uncouth, it looks unprofessional, but he's just grateful for what God has done. And what others would have called foolishness, the Lord said, hold on a minute. Nine others should be acting the same way. Nine others should be doing the same thing. And he said, I, I want you to know you have been made whole. And he reaches up and his nose is together, his ears and his hand. I'm gonna tell you something. Worship moves God to do more. Praise is comely. Praise is attractive. But anytime you start praising him, it causes God to do more than he's done. It causes God to step forward and do more. I'm telling you, I believe God wants to do more. But somebody's got to be thankful for what he's done. There's more. But you've got to be thankful for what he's already done. Oh, clap your hands and praise him. Woo, Glory. Glory! Somebody shout glory! Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel to preach to you tonight that he's a restorer of the soul. He's not only gonna heal, he's gonna make you whole. But you gotta thank him for healing your situation right now. Is there anybody here that says he has healed me? He has healed me, but I believe he's gonna do more. I believe he's got more planned. He's gonna do more tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Praise moves heaven. All he did was return thanks. We're too shy to pray over our food in a restaurant because we're worried about what people think about us. That it's so uncommon now that when we pray in a restaurant, take our hat off. I remember how I used to, I used to just tip my hat just so people wouldn't recognize because I was nervous. Why? In a restaurant, eating food that's better than one time we could afford. And we're afraid to pray over it because afraid somebody's going to think something. Afraid to return thanks because we're worried about what somebody's going to think. Then we pray and then some stranger walk up and say, it's so good to see people pray over their food. You're going to be like that person who went to the grocery store and prayed over it for the week's worth. And so didn't have to pray. thank God the rest of the week. Just thank, prayed, over the, prayed over the grocery buggy. Don't have to pray the rest of the week. Just pray over the grocery buggy. Just go shopping on Monday and you got it. Oh, don't worry about it, kids. We got it. I took care of it at Kroger's. It's like a little boy that says prayer at night, you know, he'd pray every night and he got, just got bored of praying. So he just wrote it down, put it on a piece of paper and laid on his pillow. He said, Lord, there it is. <laughs> I mean, it's true. And I think if we're not careful, we expect it without being grateful. Every now and then God has to lift it just so you can see what you'd be without him. Because we start taking credit for it. I, 
I, uh, I moved tonight because I know your stories. I've been here, I've been here going on uh, 18, 18 and a half years. I mean, really pushing 20 years in reality. And uh, I've seen you broken, busted, and disgusted. In many cases, I've seen you. You walk away from God and failed God. You've made mistakes that nobody knows about but me, but me, you, and Jesus. Nobody knows. God forgave you. The mercy of God happened at the altar, and you shook and trembled and felt God, and you said, Lord, oh, so thankful, Pastor. I'm so thankful, Pastor. Then five years later, I, my question to you are, you, are you still thankful? I don't want to ever become unthankful. I don't want to ever do this, that when he puts us back together, and he's professional, at putting things back together. That's why he's Jesus the carpenter. But all of a sudden, when we get fixed, and the finances are good, the family's good, the emotions are good, the thought process is good, we say, hey, Lord, thank you. I'll take it from here. How many times have I seen it? And that's what those lepers did. I'm going on. The ones that hold on a minute. When I look at my wife and my children and I look over the blessings in my life and what could have been, and no way I'm coming to the house of God and not praising Him. Hallelujah. I heard, I heard one person make the statement. They said, if he never does anything else for me from this day forward, I've got enough from here on out to praise him. Anybody feel that way? That's how I feel. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, I wish somebody would just praise him for the goodness of the Lord. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, he's done for me. My soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God, thank God for saving me. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood that saved me. One day when I was lost, he died upon a cross. And I know it was the blood that saved me. Come on, praise him for a moment. Praise him for a moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Be seated a moment. Be seated a moment. I... I can dance and shout right now. Sister Patricia, when I look at what the Lord's doing, you remember what I'm telling you? He's gonna do more. Just praise him for what he's done. He's got more in store. It Praise opens the door to more. I want you to say praise, praise. opens the door, open the door. to more. As, an, as, a, as new parents and had that little bundle of joy, Lakin was born, I sit there looking at her and I just cried. I couldn't believe I was a dad. All the emotions setting in. I thought out of all the babies in the world, I got the prettiest one. Oh, I felt that way. Still do. So, so grateful. A little bundle of joy. Then I don't know how it affects you people, but there was, there was fears that tried to set in that my kids could be lost. 
And I started asking, I started things getting my mind like, what if my kids don't get the Holy Ghost? I started thinking that. What, what if my kids? I don't, I don't know why. I think there's this doubt that tries to get in, but how I many all you got to do is take doubt and turn it upside down as faith? Amen. And uh, I'll never forget those questions in my mind and worries and, and, and Sawyer come along. And, and then uh, I, I, remember, I remember thinking about that. Um, but I remember looking down one night and uh, I, remember, I remember one time Lakin, Lakin was a little, she was a little fireball. She needed the Lord. And uh, I remember one time I was laying and I went up because we had a lot of company at the house and I had to get out of the noise for a minute. I went upstairs and just laid on her bed just for a few moments of silence. I looked, she didn't know I was in her bed. She came up and went in that room and she got on her knees and prayed. She was probably three. She got on her knees and prayed. And I looked down, and you know what she said? She said, she didn't know I was in there. Just her and Jesus. She said, Lord, would you please make Sawyer Cher's toys? That's what she said. She got up and walked right out of there and went back downstairs. You know, prissy little thing went back down. That's what she did. And uh, uh, I, thought, I thought it was cute, you know, as you do. But, but I'll never forget, my niece was standing here, nine years old, Sasha. And she was praying in the Holy Ghost. And Lakin looked up to her because that's her older cousin. She looked up and saw her. It opened faith to her to see her cousin praying in the Holy Ghost. It, it lifted her faith. You know, kids don't look up to me. They look up to the kids that's older than them. How many know that? And the teenagers look up to the young adults, and young adults, and it goes on that way. It's just how it works. When she saw her praying, she started praying. And I looked, and when she opened her spirit and realized, she realized at four years old, that if Sasha can get it, I can get it. And at four years old, the power of God came on her, and I watched that little girl buckle in the Holy Ghost and start speaking in tongues. I mean, this is how she prayed. She was speaking tears just wrong. God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I thought, devil, you lying to me, trying to make me think God can't save my babies? Amen. I'm going to tell you right now, he's the God of more. He can do. I look back at that. You say, why are you telling that? You say, why are you telling that? Because I'm grateful. I don't want to ever forget the fear that was met by faith. How many know God's able? Oh, praise God. I'll never forget Sawyer. Sawyer was... I think Sawyer was five years old. He was sitting over here, Evangelist Greg Godwin was preaching. And uh, he was preaching, boy, a powerful preacher. He, he, if you haven't heard him, he said, he calls himself Pookie. Uh, Brother Godwin has been many great revivals here. And uh, Sister Anita, we were sitting about, about in that area, my wife and, and, and Sawyer. And uh, uh, Sawyer growing up looking over that seat, staring at the people behind him all the time. And five years old, this is where he sit. He sort of, you go on a long road trip with kids. They're like, are we there yet? One time we were pulling out of the driveway. We hadn't even left the road I live on. I think Finn said, are we there yet? And uh, like that during the sermon. And uh, he said, mom, is he almost done preaching? Isn't that what he said? He said, mom, is he almost done preaching? And uh, she said, no, buddy, he's not. A little bit later, mom, is he almost done preaching? Are we there yet? <laughs> That's what some of you are thinking about tonight's message. Are we there yet? And, uh, uh, and uh, I was like a third time. Mama, is he, you know, you know, we think kids are interested. They, they're ready to go get ice cream, you know. And uh, he started talking about the coming of the Lord. He said, he's only coming. He said, the Lord is coming. And he's only coming one time. He, he perked up. He said, Mom. He said, Jesus is coming. I said, yeah. He said, he's only coming one time. He said, yeah. He said, not twice? Not two times? He said, no, just one time. 
but some got a hold of his heart, that truth. He ran to the altar and repented. And when he was repenting and praying, he lifted his hands, tears run down his face, he started speaking in other tongues that God gave him the ability to speak five years old. I, I don't know why I'm preaching about these things tonight, except I feel this. And uh, I'm not going to get into the book of Samuel. But I, I feel this tonight that, that we've got to be grateful for what he's done. And there are fears that are setting in some of you parents that are here right now. But you know what you need to do? You need to look over and say, the Lord has prophecy over my children. It's for you and your children and all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I just feel like tonight, if there would be some people that would be thankful that God's gonna finish the work that he begun. I feel that tonight in this building, that if you will get up and just be thankful, amen, he's not only gonna cleanse you and heal you, he's gonna restore, amen, what's been broken. Somebody just take a moment. Why don't you take a moment? And pray out the way you want to, the way you feel to. Oh, I want you all over this building to take a moment and praise him. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 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 Sister Rachel, come to the keyboard, if you will. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I want you to take a moment all over the building to thank God for your babies, to thank God for your health, to thank God for your finances, to thank God. Oh, I thank you for the family you've given me. I thank you for the blessings that you've given me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we feel your presence right now. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Who cares what somebody else thinks right now? Who cares what somebody else is doing? I'm going to praise him. He has been good to me. magnify him. Somebody shout glory. Can I, can I ask you a question here tonight? Are you thankful? Are you thankful? Are you thankful? Just remain, remain standing. I, I close. Joel 1, Joel 1 makes this statement. He said, he said the field is wasted. Verse 10, Joel 1. The land mourneth. He said, for the corn is wasted. The new wine is dried up. The oil languisheth. He told the keeper of the vineyard, he said, Be ashamed, O ye husband, how ye vine dress, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field, it perished. Why did it perish? It's wasted. It was there, but was not harvested. He said, The vine dried up, the fig tree languisheth, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field were withered. Everybody said, The harvest dried up. It's ready. 
but withered. Why? Why? Because joy is withered away from the sons of men. This is what it said. It said the harvest is lost because the church lost their joy. Somebody, somebody comes out of the watery grave of baptism, there ought to be a shout. Because all of heaven rejoices over one sinner that repents. There ought to be a shout. Rejoice with them that rejoice. We weep with them that weep. Everybody say, joy, joy. was withered. It means it was there. It just dried up. Life circumstances cause you not to be grateful not to be joyful what happened to them cause you to lose your joy joy somebody shout joy how many's ever lost your joy some of you lost your joy here tonight when joy is withered you can't see the goodness around you and what was the everybody say the more dries up gratefulness joyfulness will you allow you to gather the prosperity and the harvest around you some communities are ready for a great harvest but there's nobody that has any joy to see it I feel this tonight when somebody repents and somebody gets blessed somebody gets their life turned around you ought to be on your feet my goodness I'm so happy for you I'm so thankful for you oh it's a great life Joy's coming. I'm telling you, I'm prophesying to some of you tonight. What I feel, you're going to get your shout back. Some of you are going to be running the aisles in the church again. You're going to be dancing and shouting and rejoicing and happier than you've ever been, more fulfilled than you've ever been. Everybody say there's more through the door of Thanksgiving. So my mother, my mother, she tells me she has a brown thumb. You know what that means? Not a green one. I'd buy her flowers Mother's Day. And I remember one year I bought her flowers knowing this. And, uh, but I want to get her some beautiful, bright, these beautiful white flowers. I bought them for her for Mother's Day. And uh, I'll never forget, I went out of town for a few days and I come back and those beautiful white, green chlorophyll stems with the white beautiful were just sagging over the basket. I'm talking with Sister Ashley, they were just hanging. What was like this was just hanging, drooping down brown. I thought, Mom! I don't know why I did it. They looked so hopeless. They really did. I pulled them off of the nail under the portico. Went over to the spigot beside the house. I put them down and I turned that spigot on. I turned water into that. I soaked it full. You see, it, its life had withered from it cause a lack of water and saturation from the source. I soaked it full, I hung it back up, and I went away. A few days come back around and what looked lifeless and hopeless was standing back up and producing flowers again. Amen. That's what I feel. It's hard to rejoice when you have no joy. There's joy in rejoicing. But when you lose your joy, there's nothing to rejoice about. But there's a great verse in Isaiah 12 that says, With joy 
shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. I feel tonight a good old-fashioned renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's what God's going to do. Come on, don't let your joy wither. Get a renewing tonight. A shout of praise. I wonder who's going to be the first one to get out and get a drink out of the spout where the joy comes out. Come on, who's going to be the second one who's going to get out of, this, out, of, out of your seat and say, I'm going to rejoice tonight. I, I'm going to get my joy back. I'm going to get, when I think of the good, I can start thanking Him. When you start praising Him, come on, He inhabits the praises of His people. It doesn't matter if you're unholy, you can praise Him and feel His presence. That's what you do. You start thanking Him. Oh, I thank Him for food to eat, clothes to wear, for children in my life, for my spouse. Thank you for washing my sins away, for a car to drive, a job to go to, money to pay the bills with. Oh God, I thank you for providing for us. And thank you for the bonuses, oh God, and the pay rate. I thank you, Lord, for health, strength since COVID, that I can breathe good again. God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the many blessings. I thank you for this feeling that has no leaks right now. I thank you for a church we can gather in. Thank you for a country we can worship freely in. God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, good and magnify him. Good and worship him. And glorify him. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.